This is episode 081, the six biggest themes that have come through in my coaching sessions. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner achievement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honour our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful, welcome to this latest episode on Woman Awake. It's been a really busy and beautifully full few weeks a bit of solo parenting, a lot of client sessions, planning for my upcoming in-person event, which I'll share about in a moment, and lots of beautiful behind-the-scenes mothering and lifing and brainstorming and all sorts of beautiful stuff. It's also been peppered with a lot of snotty noses and autumn coughs, as is the case with two young children. So, Yeah, just taking it slow and just getting through each day with as much presence and energetic alignment as possible. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to remind you, for those of you that are local to the Central Coast or not too far away, that I have my next in-person event coming up on the 6th of June, which is a Sunday at 11am till 2pm. This is now held in a beautiful yoga studio within the Bamboo Buddha Cafe grounds, It is such a lush spot and I still pinch myself that I have this just seven minutes away from my home. It's up in the beautiful lush greenery that is the Holgate Matcham area in the Central Coast which is just so stunning and incredible and birds chirping everywhere and of course the cafe is just delicious. So I've sold I think already uh, eight places and we have about eight tickets left. There are very very limited numbers for this particular venue. Um, I'm really excited because it's a warm, cozy, intimate space. The last one we were at was definitely a little bit too cold for winter events. But these events will now be hosted bi-monthly with every month in between will be a virtual retreat, an online space, an online experience. So if you're craving an in-person experience, please head over to clairobate.com slash events and Hop to it and get your ticket as soon as possible because I guess these are going to sell out because numbers are restricted for this particular space. This event is called Inner Alchemy and it's all about alchemizing your inner experience, going through a journey of transformation, of healing, awakening the heart, clearing out anything that's holding you back and hanging out within your body that you no longer need, limiting beliefs, old patterns and wounds and stories. It is a beautiful journey that includes breathwork as the main component. So there's a beautiful breathwork journey, which is very cathartic and powerful. And the feedback from the last two events has been incredible. Some some women connecting with their angels and their guides, others connecting with loved ones that have passed over, some others having really beautiful, enlightening experiences, feeling connected to the divine feminine essence, others gaining clarity 
and understanding the pathway forward or just feeling a huge sense of release and relief as a weight is lifted off their heart and their shoulders. There's also within this beautiful inner alchemy journey a lot of meditation, a lot of reflective works and energetic practices, energy medicine, EFT. It's just such a beautiful healing journey. It's three hours and it's about coming into a collective and shared experience but it's really about your own inner alchemy, your own transformation. And I'm so excited by these journeys because everything that I do for you and support you with on that day is all just about holding space for you as you guide and heal on your own. And everything that we do, you can take home and do for yourself as well, which is so important. I don't ever want anybody out there to feel that they don't have the capacity to support their own healing and transformation. So head over to clarabade.com slash events. If you cannot make an in-person event, stay tuned on that same website and also via Instagram, claireobade underscore, because I'll also update you on the next virtual retreat as and when that is locked and loaded. Generally around the beginning of each month, there will be either an in-person or a virtual event, which is exciting. And of course, if you want to chat mentoring, private one-on-one healing sessions. I'm also starting to offer womb healing sessions as well. You can also email me at claire at claireobade.com and we can have a chat about what best suits you. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. I have wanted to share with you for a while some of the themes that are coming up a lot in client sessions. And Of course, I don't really need to mention this, but I won't be using anybody's names or anybody's specific stories, but just a general idea as I tap into some of the themes that have been coming through really, really clearly and on repeat within a lot of my recent private sessions. And I wanted to share these because they feel quite universal. They feel like they're part of the collective experience, part of the collective awakening. And usually when I start to see things on repeat, it's like, okay, It's a reflection of something that's happening within me or has happened within me, but also on a more macro level, what's happening in the collective as well. So I'm just going to start here with number one. And the first one I want to share with you is this theme of rest and the idea of rewriting our story of rest. I am both saddened but yet deeply understanding of how many women I work with who carry this story of hard work being the only way to receive self-worth and validation from others. Somewhere along the way, we learnt as women that we are only worthy based on our output, what we're putting out into the world. The babies that we create and birth, the way that we run a home, the businesses that we run, how we contribute the hard work that we do on a daily basis. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for hard work. I'm a generator when it comes to human design. I'm an air sign. I'm a thinker. I am happy to study and research. I'm happy to take action where needed. But I've also, over the last few years, really learned to embrace rest. And that is one of the clear gifts of motherhood. And to actually not just embrace rest, but start to understand that rest is vital and an absolute must if I wish to rise and take action again. So it's time for us as women to rewrite our story of rest and to start to recalibrate in our energetic system and recalibrate our nervous system to be able to hold the frequency of rest without 
self-judgment without worrying that we aren't doing enough or contributing enough or that we're seeing as slacking off. Especially for those of us that run businesses or that are juggling a lot or have lots of children, to actually see that when we pause and rest, that we are then able to serve more and better and do so without burnout. Sometimes every now and then someone says to me, gosh, it looks like you're doing so much, Claire. How are you doing so much? And actually I'm not. I'm really not doing that much because I have found a way to spread my work out, to be present with my work in the home, running my family, feeding my family, caring for my children and my own practices, my own self-practices and spiritual practices. I found a way to spread this all out so that it doesn't overwhelm me or demand too much of other people as well. So it might look from the outside that I'm doing a lot, but there is so much rest threaded into all of that. There is quietness and solitude in my morning spiritual practice. There is a daily meditation and rest on my bed in the middle of the day. There's once again a movement-based meditation in the evening, very gentle, energetic-based surrounded by candlelight there's a slowness that is threaded into everything that I do and it's unapologetic now and it's a requirement and if I ever get to the point where I feel that I've not tapped into enough rest I make it very well known in my family that I'm in need of that and I'm absolutely going to take it but in so many client sessions I have spoken with women about the physical pain that they actually have in their body, which, okay, might actually be related to what they're physically doing in their life, but mostly relates to energetically the holding that they're doing, the gripping that they're doing in their life as they push forward despite their need for rest because they must do more, they must take more action, they must be seen as worthy based on their output. And underneath this gripping that they're holding in their body, within their muscles, we can actually tune into the emotions that they're carrying. And there's a lot of sadness there and unworthiness and fear and frustration and even resentment. And they're carrying this in their body, in their tissues, in their energetic field. So one of the themes is rest. And it's time to rewrite this story of rest and actually start to embrace the very real truth that rest allows us to rise more. And I'm just going to let each of these sit with you as I move on and hopefully you take away one or even all of them that resonate. The next thing that's been coming up a lot is our spiritual journey and what it really is, our spiritual awakening in particular and what it really is. I could talk about this for a whole episode on its own for a few hours. So it's really challenging to actually... uh, distill this down into a very finite or singular individual theme, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to start here with an analogy that I use all the time in client sessions. I didn't make it up. I'm sure you've read it too somewhere else, but I'm just going to use it anyway because sometimes when I bring it to life, it lands for some people in a different way. When the caterpillar begins its transformation... So it's eaten so much and it's fattened up and then it wraps itself in this beautiful cocoon, the chrysalis. Now, what a lot of people don't know is before this caterpillar transforms into the butterfly, it actually turns to complete goo within the cocoon. 
So it breaks down and its form completely changes. And then it slowly reforms into a butterfly. That's the first thing to notice. The second thing to notice, which again has made its way out into the social media world in lots of different formats and stories, but we cannot help that butterfly come out of the cocoon before it's ready. It, it must go through its struggle of trying to break free of that cocoon because each point of struggle, each moment that seems like a distressing, challenging, very hard moment as it's trying to muscle its way out of this cocoon is precisely what's needed to build up the strength in its wings so that it can soar, so that it can rise. I'm pretty sure that you're getting it. You're smart. You guys get this. But this is an analogy that I love to use when describing our spiritual awakening. Now, this is not the case for everybody. So I just say that as a caveat beforehand. Some people move through their life just upgrading gradually and gradually without dark nights of the soul, without struggle, without challenge. Other people, like one of my dear friends who grows through serious shock, it's written in her sacred soul contract that she must experience shock before she soars, before she steps into a new version, before she up-levels. For me, there has to be some struggle. There has to be a little bit of darkness. There has to be a little bit of shadow. Other people have to go through suffering that feels never-ending. Other people have to go through this transitory space, this void in between that is just nothing and you're neither here nor there. This shedding of the old before you've fully found your wings to fly through in the new you. So the theme that's been coming through and that I've been trying to really support my clients with lately is sometimes you have to break before you bloom. Sometimes the break that you experience, the break from old friends, the break from relationships, the break from career, the physical break in your body with a health issue, sometimes it's an opportunity for true blooming and often that blooming is not possible without the breaking. And again, this is not the case for everybody. So if you're not that person and you're thinking, well, where's my break? Don't go looking for it. Don't go making it happen and forcing it. But just know that if that does come along, it is always an opportunity for you to go, okay, there's something here for me. There's something in this darkness, in this shadow point where I get to get curious and wonder, what am I being asked to change here? What am I being forced to look at? What is recalibrating? How do I stretch and strengthen myself to be able to then fly when the time comes. And so much of that is allowing yourself to be in that space, allowing yourself to be in that point of break or that shadow space with full trust and openness, even if you don't know when you're going to bloom or how it's going to look. But I promise you it will happen if you stay open to it and you follow the breadcrumbs. Just follow them. So I don't know what's happening here, but this is coming at me. Okay, follow that. Okay, number three, the next theme I want to share with you is if you are struggling, you did choose it in some way, shape or form. And I know that sounds really, really, really harsh and really brutal, especially when it's a very, very intense, horrible experience. 
grieving a loved one, death, destruction of a marriage, financial instability. So what I want to highlight here and really clarify is maybe you didn't choose the exact context. Maybe you did not choose what's unfolding in your life. But you do get to choose how you react to it. And you do get to choose whether you lean into the struggle emotionally and mentally and spiritually or whether you choose to use the struggle, use the struggle point, the context that you're experiencing to grow, to evolve. But when you start to take some responsibility for how you're emotionally and mentally and spiritually showing up to a quote-unquote struggle or a hard time, then you get to properly choose and change and rewrite the story. It doesn't mean that you might not be able to change what's happened. You can't get back a loved one that has passed on that you desperately wish was with you. But you do get to change how you show up each day in each moment. And that might look like a moment of contentment and happiness and then four days straight of darkness and grief and pain and sadness and then you get to choose again and then you get to choose again. And maybe you do choose the darkness and the grief and the struggle and the sadness for a while and that's precisely the point. Maybe you need to choose that. But the main ideation here is you choose. You get to choose. You have free will. So when you come at me in a session and you're saying, oh, but this keeps happening. Oh, yes, I do understand what you're saying, Claire, but this keeps happening. Sorry, a big screechy car in the background. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But you're choosing that frustration. You're choosing that anger. You're choosing to wallow in that. You're choosing that. And that's okay. There's no self... There's no judgment there. There's only compassion. But just as long as you know that you're choosing it and you're owning it, that's a really important part here. Okay, number four, the fourth theme, boundaries. Boundaries, 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 ladies. Boundaries are needed. And if you don't have any time to work on your solar plexus, if you don't have a strong enough sense of self-worth and self-confidence, and that you are important enough and matter enough to say no and to push back, then it's time to work on your solar plexus. And there are a myriad of ways that you can do that. So just reach out to me and we can have a chat in a session. But boundaries are needed because you do not owe your sanity, your health, your happiness to anybody else. You do not have to water down your needs because somebody else infiltrates your energy space and that you feel cornered and you don't know how to say no. It's a theme that's coming up frequently in sessions, which is I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to stop that person when they're saying X, Y, Z to me. I don't know how to push back. I don't know how to choose myself. I don't feel comfortable to do that. So boundaries. Or I walk into a room and I feel the onslaught of everybody's judgments and thoughts and feelings. Okay, you're really open energetically. Boundaries are needed. So I'm just going to leave this with you. Where are your boundaries? Really weak and wobbly. Are you the kind of person that says yes to everything all the time, even though you're really feeling in your gut that you just cannot and do not want to say yes to that? Do you feel that you are seeking everybody else's validation and approval constantly because you don't have a clear idea as to what's right for you? 
So you've dropped your boundaries and you've let everybody else have an opinion and a thought. Boundaries. We are sovereign beings. And that doesn't mean to never care what other people think or feel or to never reference other people or to be an incredibly selfish human being. No, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean when you're engaging with somebody who you know does not align with what you're thinking and feeling, you can stay open and have a conversation with them that's really interesting and takes in what they think and believe without it ambushing you or closing off your throat or shutting down what you feel or watering down your needs or throwing you right off kilter. Or if you're conversing or relating with somebody who you know is really toxic for you but you obviously can't remove that person from your life, if your boundaries aren't up, you're going to take on everything that they say and you're going to stew on it for weeks and it's going to infect you like a toxin. And this is what I'm saying over and over and over and over again. Okay, theme number five. Can we please be a little bit more thankful for the shielding that we've placed up in front of our hearts? Many of my clients have been sharing how they have this shield in front of their heart. They feel this huge wall that they've built up and it's starting to slowly crack, which is awesome. But now that it's started to crack, they can feel this shield even more and they can feel how much it's blocked them from connection, from love, from passion and purpose and joy. And there is a lot of frustration and resentment being thrown at this shield and a lot of pushing I just want to bring this down I just want to crack my heart open I just want to step forward but this feeds back to the conversation of solar plexus and boundaries it's not safe to tear down the wall in front of your heart if your boundaries and your solar plexus are not held strong and protecting your heart it's not safe so firstly we actually have to send a lot of compassion to that shielding and say thank you because for some reason, at some point in your story and in your history, you chose to put that shield up because you needed it and it protected you in some way. And a huge part of the healing is actually to honour that and to say, I am so grateful that I was able to protect myself. I no longer need this protection. I no longer need this shielding. I've changed. I've grown. My vibration is at a different level and I'm starting to heal. But thank you. Thank you for protecting my heart because it did get really hurt, but now she's stronger and I'm able to slowly invite this shield to come down. Okay, we're at the final theme now, number six. Projecting our wounds onto our children is not how we heal our own wounds. We, so many of us, in me, me included, we don't even realise we're doing it. We have these unmet needs within ourselves we have these wounds we have these scars or traumas we have these voids from our childhood and usually around about the age that our child is how do I say this <laughs> usually we're triggered these wounds start to become triggered when our child is at the same age that we were at when this happened to us whatever this is okay it can be a small trauma a big trauma it can be a void an unmet need. We have this idea, it's, an, it's a subconscious idea, it's an internal belief, it's not a conscious thought, that if I can fix this in my child, then I can fix this in myself. If, if I can make this better for her, I can make it better for me. 
if I can make sure this doesn't happen to her, then it didn't happen to me. Or I don't have to be with my stuff because I'm fixing it here. No. You have to start with you. You have to go to your wound. You have to go to your void. You have to go to your pain and your belief system. Because as you heal and release that within you, you do that for your child automatically because you rewrite that story through the line. But if you are pushing and striving and busting yourself and hurting yourself and your child to to fix this for them, whatever this is, even though that might not actually be playing out in this story at all, but you believe that, oh, this might happen, maybe it's not even conscious, most of the time it's not conscious. When you do that and you're pushing really hard, you're actually creating so much tension and stress within you as a dynamic, within you as a family. And that can be so much more toxic than the actual void and wound that you're trying to prevent or that you're in anticipation of. Here's an example. You grew up in this state of perpetual perfection. If I can just get everything right, if I can just do good, if I can just receive the recognition and validation from the adults and carers in my life, then everything is good within me, that I'm good, that I am worthy, that I'm worthy of connection, that I'm worthy of joy, that I'm here in this body and this is what's meant to happen and everything is all awesome. And then this story of perfection is never healed and then you have a child and something goes on in their life and you are trying to perfect, perfect the outcome, trying to perfect all the pieces and make everything just so for this child because if you can make it perfect for them, then everything is just good. And then you are once again validated and you are once again worthy. And you fixed it and then you can relax and you can breathe a sigh of, a sigh of relief and everything is just as it should be. So what if instead we work on healing that inner driver of perfection within you that has you believing that you're not good enough unless you're perfect and surrender that finally through a lot of work, yes, but still surrender it finally, then you can fully show up for your child as that child is without any judgment, without any fear and worry and anxiety, but fully present for that child just as they are. And you might realize that there's nothing wrong with your child and that they don't need fixing at all. So let's stop projecting our wounds onto our children and start noticing them firstly and then let's begin to really embrace our own wounds, to become aware of them, to see how they're playing out in what we do each day as women, as mothers, and starting to actually see that we're using our child as a way to work through our own stuff. And in fact, we're not really doing any healing there. We're once again just projecting and perpetuating our own voids, our own wounds. And so now it's time to stop with the reflection, stop with the projection, and actually look at ourselves and heal ourselves before we try to fix everybody else and to do X, Y, Z for everybody else because that is more toxic. It's time to actually start to look at your own stuff and go, wow, I can feel that this is really driving me and I am starting to identify where it's come from and I can see that it's actually getting in the way of me fully and completely enjoying and embracing you know, another example comes to mind. Another beautiful client was experiencing quite a lot of challenge between her and her daughter relating with schoolwork. She really wanted her daughter to do well, to keep up, to not fall behind. 
And there was so much friction and so much anger and so much disconnection, all because of homework. And we dissected this and talked about this a lot. And in the end, I said, time to try, pause on the, pause on the homework and actually just breathe into what you really want and embody what you really want, with his, which is connection and joy for her and for you. The shift has been amazing. And my client was projecting her fears from her own childhood, her own story, onto her child. You've got to keep up. But does she? Or is this that you just projecting your stuff? Okay, so I'm going to leave it there. I would love to hear what you think about these six themes. There are obviously so many more. There are always more. But these are the ones that have been coming up quite a lot over the last couple of weeks. And I have been jotting them down, just wanting to shed some light on them and just riff it out a little bit. So I'd love to hear what you think. And of course, I'm always here to support. I have one-on-one heal sessions, 90-minute heal sessions that we can dig into a lot of this stuff if you unable to work with me long term but of course you can also work with me for three six or 12 sessions or beyond and then in-person events in alchemy virtual retreats coming up and I'm super excited because I'm in the middle of planning out a four-week online container so a group coaching experience that will be bringing about quite a lot of spiritual and energetic and meditative practices a lot of energy medicine and coaching circles. So it's the 444 container. That's what I've been calling it. I don't have a name for it yet. Four weeks, four coaching circles, four weekly practices. So I've been reaching out on Instagram, asking people to let me know if they're interested in this. If you are, slide into my DMs, clarabade underscore, and just send me your email address because I'm going to reach out to the first group of people who have expressed their interest and offer this first to them because I don't want the container to be too big. And then I will um, open it up wider from there. So if this has tugged at you at all in this two seconds that I've mentioned it, reach out on Instagram, send me your email, or you can also email me directly, Claire at clarabade.com. Okay, my beautiful ones, I hope that you have many pockets of peace and reflection time and space for yourself, plenty of rest, lots of good fresh clean water and food and laughter and love, lots of cuddles. And I cannot wait to check in with you again soon on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and the ears of those who need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing it. Find me at claireobeyed.com or over on Instagram under claireobeyed underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and woman.